Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, the only podcast where there is a coup going on at all times. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And I'm James. Who might also be I trying you to were kill Matt me. Too. I was Matt for like four minutes, but... <laughs> Hi Matt, I'm Dad. I wish dead. I was Matt. <laughs> I wish I was Matt. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, one thing that is happening is uh, this show like every other other episode is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night and our uh, wonderful ten dollar patrons like uh darren and cole but uh today like everybody else on in, in vanguard twitter and youtube and all that good stuff uh they have revealed chaos breaker dragon in v series and uh two support cards to go with it and uh, of course we have to get in on this because uh this does some stuff. Um, Rootbeer, you want to read uh, Chaos Breaker Dragon? I thought you were going to read it because you just love chaos so much. I hate you. Uh, so <laughs> it's a grade three for Link Joker, 13k. No force gift. Something to be noted. Uh, hmm. It's got three effects. Big funk. On uh, Van Arir, during your turn, if your opponent has a lock card, uh, he gets plus 10k. Act on Vanguard Circle. Once per turn, you can counterblast one. Your opponent gets an imaginary gift force, and then you choose one of your opponent's rear guards and lock it. And then auto on Vanguard. When your opponent's lock card is unlocked, you can soul blast one. Retire one of those unlocked units. You draw a card. Your opponent uh, removes a total of two markers from his or her circles, or protect, from his or her hand. And you get an imaginary gift force for each marker or protect gift removed. Uh, someone read Yeah, read the grade two. <laughs> okay, so bisection Starvader Zirconium. When placed, if you have a Starvader Vanguard, guard, uh, Counterblast 1, your opponent looks at the top card, puts on open rearguard circle locked. If that locked card was put in back row, draw a card and gets power plus 10,000 until end of turn. If your opponent's Vanguard is grade three or greater and they have a locked card, all your Vanguard's critical becomes two. Original crit becomes two. And then this uh, grade one. Uh, so the grade one says, uh, oh, I can't. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. Auto on van rear when it, uh, grade one AK, obviously. Uh, auto on van or rear when it attacks or it, an attack is boosted, it boosted hits a vanguard. You can look at top five to add a Starvader from among them to hand, shuffle your deck. And then as an act on rearguard circle, if your opponent's vanguard is grade three or greater, you can put them to your soul. Unlock one of your opponent's locked cards. If you unlocked, lock one of your opponent's rearguards other than the unlocked rearguard. Hmm. There's uh, some things going on. So you have kind of a pseudo colony maker in the grade two, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have this uh, grade one card that like unlocks a unit and locks a different unit. Yeah. Which like, why would you want to do that? Well, if you remember Chaos Breaker, when cards are unlocked, you can start popping gifts, right? Yes. And draw. Uh, mm-hmm. And draw. And draw. And retire. Honestly, I think that might be the more important one, all things considered. I what? think so too. The drawing, well, because like that yes. for for zirconium, uh, it's either they 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 cut off the ability to attack by putting it in the front, or they let you get a free card by putting it in the back, which of course they're going to put it in the back. Why wouldn't they? Um, also randomly turns uh, turns force like turns your vanguard into a force <laughs> force two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh fuck! Your opponent chooses where they put the rear guard. Right. Yeah. Fuck! I did not realize that I was put. Yeah. Man, you give this... a gift to your opponent, but it's like 
it's essentially the same as if they if they wrote the Vanguard instead. Yes. They can choose one or two. So some decks that'll like benefit from like one more will pick one. Decks that benefit from two more will pick two. Like you, you just play like Night Rose, and it's like forced to uh, hit you twice with Skull Dragon with a crit. <laughs> or like, uh, okay, I'm playing Angel Feather. I'm just gonna put Hamiel, and thanks for the plus 10k on Hamiel. Mm. What's cool about the Grade One is if they're gone Grade Three, you can use it with um, you can use it with mm, the Grade Two card. And basically yes. say, okay, we'll place it. Oh, I'm gonna place it in back row. You're like, okay, I'm gonna unlock it, then lock your front row, tie your back row, kill two, give, draw a card. Yeah, it's a lot of value. Yeah, it's a lot like, of value. Well, it's just this is like, like a three card combo with like only. It's not really a choice for them where they put it. Like if if you have other cards. Yeah, I, mean, I think. The other thing too is like Craving Claw can't block the front row. There's no front row there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one concern. Not too big of a concern, but maybe against some decks, it's a concern. Some decks are pretty good at clearing out the front row, for sure. Yep. Uh, uh, I think, like, the big thing is, like, kind of need these cards together. Yes. That, that's what I've been noticing. I have been playtesting this since it was announced because I wanted to know how this affects the decks I want to play, and, uh, it hasn't. <laughs> because... The ideal strategy of combining all three of these cards together to lock out your opponent's front row requires three cards, and the only thing that definitely searches out Star Vader is the grade one on hit. So you either run as many draws as you humanly can without also sacrificing your power to try and dig through your deck as fast as possible, or you just sometimes sit there, missing one of your combo pieces, wondering what to do. I'm guessing the latter is the more common occurrence. Well, I haven't tried out six draws yet, but yes, that was the common occurrence. Was, oh hey, I don't have any copies of Zirconium in my hand. Guess I just sit here now. You can't even I lock think... out both columns unless you have Zirconium and Claw. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that bothers me, like so, I want to I preface this by saying that I think I think Chaos Breaker Dragon is probably one of the coolest cards they've designed in a, in a, in a minute. I think the card is cool. It does it it does a lot of neat stuff. I wish it had been printed like a year ago. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot there's a lot of like things about this card that are really nice. Um, the but the fact that it doesn't have a coherent archetype around it is really bothersome. Like that you can run up to twelve. Starvaders. You get to have twelve Starvaders in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they printed any other V Starvaders prior to this. Nope, I don't believe they. So have. no. So you're, you know, you're, you know, let, let me just run some quick maths. Uh, like, like, so what are your odds on your grade on the grade one to hit anything? So that's you know, you have twelve hits and forty nine cards, looking at five, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming even hey. hits. Yeah, yeah. So what are the what are the? Uh, I mean, you're looking for you're looking at a 77 percent chance, which is pretty all right. But at first, it requires that it hits, and sometimes you just still miss anyway. Oh, you've also already drawn one, so it's actually one less, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, if you don't have any other Starvaders, then getting another claw is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Because you're really looking for the grade two, grade three. Yes. 
Like, well, because you want literally just one of each thing, right? Yeah, but it's like if you have if you have claw and you have break, you have claw and breaker in your hand, and no zirconium. That means claw and breaker are kind of dead on claw. Yeah. Well, kind of breaker and claw can still kind of do things, but like it's not amazing. Yeah, you can like retire one front row and lock the other one. It's less optimal, but it's at least something. And you like stole two gifts, I guess. Well, I guess getting another claw if you wrote the claw isn't terrible, but if you have mm-hmm. to call it to rear guard circle and you get another claw off the claw, that's, like, not very good in general. I'm getting yeah. the benefit to the on. I'm getting, like, a Toy Story flashbacks, because just us saying the, the claw, claw over and over, the claw. <laughs> the claw! <laughs> Once again, this is all assuming claw hits. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of standard, this seems like a, a very uh, obtuse deck. And I think every, everyone was so afraid of uh, bringing back the ability to lock the opponent that when they finally did it, everyone's like, oh no, it's the end times. But Now, the real thing is that people saw remove two gi- or steal two gift markers and freaked out. Yeah. But, it's like Chaos Breaker on its own is like like Matt said it's like really cool design really nice yeah. card it's just like two cards and this is just the problem with collection set in general it's either generally hey you already have an established archetype let's give you some actually decent support for it and if you don't have an established archetype already it's like here are three cards that probably aren't very good and has very big consistency issues Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think this one feels it the hardest just because of how much it relies on the engine to do what it wants yeah. like Breaker on its own without Zirconium and Claw is like eh, eh. It's, it can work over a course of turns but you have to without Zirconium and Claw you have to or without Claw you have to give up essentially a force marker to your opponent for a turn which is like not depending on what deck you're playing against could be like really scary yeah. Some some decks were not designed to be forced for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do think a lot of the current do- top decks <clears throat> do not care about this and they either can take advantage of the force marker definitively or the force marker helps to bridge the gap of losing one of their circles. Yeah. This is of course like assuming that they don't get the get the double call of lock because mm-hmm. even versus like a first Grade three turn Excel deck, a double column lock is still like pretty big. Yeah, uh, and then like other decks, like you know, I obviously have to mention it. Uh, Gavrail, uh, it just kind of shuts it down if you don't, if you get the uh, if you get the mm-hmm. um the double column lock. Although we can potentially sack onto like what like 70 two k Gavrail with like six criticals, but yeah, but yeah, the force marker like. Let's say versus Angel Feather matchup is like, hey, thanks for giving my homie all plus 10k. Mm-hmm. When you give the uh, the opponent the force marker, because like let's say it's their first one, or because they're a protector in Excel clan, do they choose force one or two, or is it what you? I mean, it just says your opponent gets a fo- gets an imaginary okay. gift force, so I assume this just follows the normal rules of the game. So they like, choose the first if, time. Yeah. So if they. If it's their first time getting a gift, they choose it like they're riding grade three. And if they already have a gift, it's 
whatever force marker they get is the same type as the other gift they chose. Like, there's nothing about this card that would indicate that it doesn't just follow the normal rules of the game. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people insist on overcomplicating it. It's just a thing where, like, you know, we, we've been screwed before. Uh, yeah. Or not screwed so much as, like, oh, this is just randomly different for no reason. And because mm -hmm. this is, like, it's a first for the most part. Um, yeah. God, area is... I I wonder how they're going to slap random shit on top of that. Yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> um, it's interesting that Star Vader, that uh, Chaos Breaker Dragon does not have a Force Gift in and of itself. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a balancing problem so much as a lore thing, which... Uh, mm -hmm. Which, uh, I, I got this from uh, Gleaming Garmore, you know, Amy, she's been on the show before. Um, so she brought this up when I was talking to her today. She goes, okay, so Chaos is one of the Vanguard units we know the most about from a character's perspective because he literally appears as a character in the last two seasons of G. If anyone remembers Noah, uh, he's just being a... And he's Wait, basically just this sadistic asshole who loves making people upset. If you've, uh, if any of you've played uh, Danganronpa, Rumpa, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, he's the Enoshima of Vanguard, down to giving uh, people hope so he can take it away himself. Chaos Question. is. Have you have you played that? Have you played that? No, James, I have not. Wow. <laughs> I know Definitely. he's judging uh, exactly. Chaos's lock school <laughs> skill is basically here. I got you something. And then when you open the box, it punches you in the face. And then Chaos Despair. takes the box back because fuck you. Um, so it's not just a balancing thing where because you can stack up Force Gifts so quickly. It's a lore reason, which is neat. I, I still think balance is part of it, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Assuming you, get claw, assuming you get Claw and Breaker, getting three Force Gifts on your first grade three turn is like pretty nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Especially since, like, yeah, especially since, like, um, actually, would you get more than that? You, no, mm -hmm. actually, no, you get two. If, assuming you're going first, you would get two. If your opponent goes first, you get three. Yeah. Which is, like, pretty nutty. Yeah, I think that, I do think this is a balancing thing. They intend for you to steal gifts from your opponent, so they don't want him to make any on his own. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, like I said, I think the design of this card is really cool. Cool mix between mm -hmm. both flavor and balance. It's just the rest of the rest of the archetype. Yeah. Or lack thereof. I think it's the lack. I don't think Zirconium and Claw are necessarily bad. I just think they needed more cards to make the strategy more consistent. Yes. Basically, it would need to exist in an environment where you could consistently lock other cards, like Premium or something. Kinda, Kind of we'll get to up. that later. Hang on to that. Kind <laughs> of, kind of bring this up as someone who played Chaos and G, and mm -hmm. I played Chaos and G like even before we got the, the, that one wave of Chaos support that started like making it become meta. So back when we only had like, uh, Chaos Universe and Nebula Dragon or whatever, Nebula Crunch, Big Crunch, I don't know, oh, something Crunch. crunch. <clears throat> um, if you weren't playing the Messiah variant, the Chaos Messiah variant, which actually was the better variant. Uh, people just don't understand uh, consistency. 
But um, if you're playing the non-Messiah variants, you'll find you do a lot of nothing every turn. And that's because the deck didn't really have any killer plays, which is kind of similar to at least kind of what the deck looks like now. But the big difference is that you could so consistently lock both front rear guards. So even if you didn't have very high power gain or whatever, like basically you just strode and uh, attacked with two columns, that was it. Uh, you win through value, which value is like, you can see it's kind of here where it's like you get those draws off a lot of the cards or like adding mm -hmm. a card to your hand. But the problem is without a good offense, most likely with the one free column your opponent has, or on the turn where they have access to at least one extra free column, because unless you're really lucky, you're not going to keep double locking their, um, you're not going to keep double locking their columns forever. They're just going to outvalue you in that one turn. So yeah, like as much as like, you know, people think, you know, chaos is like a very cool deck and all that, it technically kind of wins in the most boring way, which is just value. I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. always kind of been like that though, hasn't it? Like even at, yeah, its, yeah. at its most powerful where it was like ripping cards out of your hand to lock on board. It was winning not because it was no. like a restanding vanguard. It was because that's less cards to guard with. Well, there's that, and there also the fact that we got a stride that became fucking ginormous. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> and that's like, 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 well, that that also brings up why the whole chaos messiah variant was actually better than pure chaos, because you actually had that finishing turn. Because the thing with like back in the day, and people, a lot of people argued, hey, chaos, pure chaos is better because it's more consistent. Because you, yeah, because you can run pure starvators and you can also you run an extra locker that was also pretty good but the problem with that is like against certain decks that could outvalue you without attacking so decks that just drew a lot of cards and stuff like that especially ones that had ways to put cards back in the deck they can you can just lose just because they outvalued you or you didn't see your pgs versus chaos messiah you you did slightly worse in some matchups but those matchups you did slightly worsen were like the rear guard dependent matchups. So like the matchups you already had a really high win rate on, but then it suddenly boosts your win rate against decks that are like very vanguard focused or really high value decks. Cause now you have this big burst turn to win. So yeah, it, it is a very value, but we see that like in G era, when you added like something to give it some burst to it or some big final punch, it becomes a lot better. Which right now, it, at least I don't, I'm not that familiar with Link Joker cards. But it kind of doesn't have that, and it also doesn't have the sheer locking power of Ultimate Chaos. Hmm. Yeah. Like, in my playtesting so far, number early numbers are weak because you don't make any gifts of your own, so... Did you um, test with a... Uh... You can't activate Zirconium. Nothing is really gaining. Hmm? Did you test with Bermuda going first, or no? I've tested both ways. Okay. Yeah, because you kind of need kind of need Claw to stop them from abusing those gifts first. Yeah. Because Chaos Breaker is surprisingly gentleman. He'll let you do first, unless he has Claw. See, yeah, see, the problem is I kept not drawing into my my combo pieces, so even down a column, Bermuda that's, just kept smashing Chaos. That's a pretty big deal, especially with how quick the game's end. That one mm -hmm. lost turn where you give your opponent extra tempo for having that one extra force gift that turn might be really huge. Yeah, so, yeah, early power was bad because Chaos Breaker was the only card gaining any power. Uh, you know, Zirconium... You came with Zirconium, assuming you have him. Yeah, that, that was one of the problems, is I didn't. It's just... 
Yeah, so early power was a bit of a problem, only being three attacks. Like, the deck really wants to, like, lock down the board and just keep stealing gifts to win by attrition, but... I guess in theory the gifts will eventually give you big powers, but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of slow. Yeah. Which I I I voice this opinion a bit where I think maybe this engine will be good in the future if the if the meta somehow gets slower, and like you play this not in its own deck but as like a An possible engine. play to just blow up your opponent's gifts. Mm-hmm. I think that might end up being pretty good in the future, maybe. Yeah. Either that or they make more Starvader support. That too, which I'm terrified of because you know Bushi was <laughs> Yeah. I feel like they're just gonna say, Hey, our stuff our Chaos Breaker stuff wasn't really good anymore. And then they're like, Okay, let's print uh let's print Chaos Universe in standard. <laughs> Except well, it's a great three it that you can on, like, every turn. Yeah. It depends on what their future plans are. Mm-hmm. Which we will find out in two weeks, but as of right now, maybe in the future, someone's listening to this and like, God, they were wrong because we have we have had some weapons grade bad predictions on this show before. Um, so that's not nothing. Nah. <laughs> that's nothing new for us. Um, I mean, none of us are really standard Link Joker players, so no, yeah, we're, we're we like, could be missing stuff. We could be missing stuff. Well, that's the other problem, is because this is the first time locking your opponent's cards have become a, um, a thing, everything is like, There's if no... they have a face-down card in the bind zone, or their <laughs> vanguard is deleted, or lo- if you unlock one of your own cards, or if you have a locked card. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have no idea, like, the only things locked in were... Uh, not Schwarzschild, Gravity Collapse, because you can ride into Chaos early, which I'm in the process of playtesting against Gurgurt right now. I'm just goldfishing on my own, okay. but... According to how that card spikes, and I think that is not the right card to play in the Great Goose slot. Interesting. I feel like there has to be something better. I've been looking, but I have not been able to find anything, and I will say... Gravity Collapse is kind of a mistake because I'm playing against Gurgurt right now and rewriting into Chaos means Gurgurt gets his grade 2 skill. Or yeah. his grade 3 skill. Oh, I mean, shit. Big, my, my big thing with, like, against Gravity, or multiple big things against Gravity Collapse is, number one, it has to be on Vanguard Circle and it must hit. Other than that grade 2 turn, it doesn't really... No, it works on Rear Guard. It works on Rear Guard too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Bet that wrong. But Wait, no, it, no, but you call it onto your board. You have to call it to where the unit is, so you can't rewrite it. No, ride or call up to one grade three. It does onto on this the... unit circle. Oh, okay, yeah. So you can't re you cannot rewrite. Uh, you cannot rewrite onto it. You can like call it to the rewrite circle, mm-hmm. which is like infinitely worse. Way worse. Also has to hit. I mean, it's nice because it, potentially it's a multi tech, but it's not the greatest. Um, I guess it's not completely awful because you don't really want to re- re- you don't want to rewrite CB that much except for Soul. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I think what most people are kind of getting at is like you're on it, you're on Gravity Collapse on Grade Two, and you hit, then you're on the Chaos Breaker. Okay, so what's Chaos Breaker going to do that turn? Um, it's not going to get the plus NK because your battle it can't battle anymore. Uh, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be able to lock anything because uh, you're not in your main phase, and when you're you can do the sort of retire, lock, destroy, gift thing, but like, for example, if like, 
if you don't have zirconium, then uh, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. So it's only good if you hit with it and you have zirconium. Yep. And even then, if your opponent knows the matchup and just didn't give you a counterblast going into grade two... Eh. Dot, dot, dot. What? Well, you just can't do anything because you don't have counterblast for zirconium. All right. Like, your turn two is just kind of dead. Yeah. So I think Gavit Collapse is, like, not terrible, but I, I want to I believe there's better options for grade two. Like, I've been trying. I just can't think of anything because all of it is, like... The leader specific, or asking you to have locked cards on your side of the board. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess the 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 grade twos aren't bad. They're just too specific. Yep. Like the okay. right now okay, I'm running. If, if last the grade month. twos are, if the grade twos are really that specific, then maybe gravity collapse. Yeah. But I don't think. Yeah. Can... I mean, the only thing you can do is like generic cards that bind your opponent's rear guards, which. The the previous game that I was testing in right before we started recording, that screwed me over because spending counterblast binding the opponent's cards was a bad idea. Mm. I ran out of counterblast and just could not do anything. That is awkward. I mean, I guess. Also, just like, maybe it takes some practice, too. Yeah. Uh, Chaos, is all, like I said, it's always been like a value game, so it's mm-hmm. also like a very resource-heavy game, too, managing resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assuming it's... you can even get your cards to start playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I will freely admit that I am probably too dumb to play Chaos. Us, but, like, just trying to unga-bunga it for, like, quick first impressions. It is not striking me as a particularly Wait, great doesn't, deck. Doesn't, doesn't Link Joker have a card that... No, 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 my bad. I was going to say Call from the Drop, but no, it locks from the Drop. Uh, yep. There is, and we will get to that in a bit. I've been amassing stuff. Uh, Matt, do you have uh, any anything else to say about Chaos Breaker and Standard before we move on to Premium? Uh, I expect that it's... I kind of expected like what a lot of people said about it being not good enough against the decks that can scale really, really, really fast uh, due to lack of ability to find engine pieces really uh like i assume it's not really stopping gurgit from doing that much and gurgit gets to take advantage of the force marker constantly and it's all other kinds of nonsense um so i'm uh i'm not i'm not i don't think it has the support in order to be like a threat but i honestly but we all i also don't really know where standard is going Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like yeah. it'd be a big fish in a small pond type deal. Like it is gonna absolutely steamroll Harry in standard because taking away those Excel gifts—that's their win condition right there. Um, yeah. So watch, watch what Kumo is gonna do to Harry now. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a nice forty k dragon you got there with no sentinels. It'd be a shame if someone brought it down to ten k. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that's a thing. Now, uh, obviously, everyone saw this uh, Chaos Breaker, which, by the way, that uh, that last effect, the Soul Blaster Retire stuff, um, the gifts included, 
that can be during the end phase, which is when cards are unlocked anyway, which means that this so thing is... Question. Hmm? question for this, because yeah. I forgot the wording. Yeah. Um, but when your bonus lock cards unlocked, Soul Blast won't retire one. Does that mean you can only retire one during the end phase? Because does it go back to unlock? Or... It, it goes, when your opponent's lock card is unlocked, you can Soul Blast one, retire one of those unlocked units. Draw oh, it has to be when your opponent's locked... Locked card. Cards is a plural or not plural? Locked card, card singular, is unlocked. So because unlocking, that's like a separate interaction every time. So you can do... Uh, okay, so it triggers it triggers that many times then. Yes. You yes. Can... Okay. As long as you Just have the soul to pay, you can uh, continue to do mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, judging by the wording here, that you don't get the... Uh, if there are not two gifts to, quote, retire, that you don't get to do that? Or is it... Uh... I don't... The wording on this is weird, because it's not what I would expect for being able to retire less than two. It just says removes a total of two markers, and last time I checked, one marker is not a total of two. What's the wording on, like, what was it? Okay, the exact wording is, so... Retire- no, 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 I no, a different... talking about the stride that deleted oh. gifts. Nebula, Dragon, Vario, and Dragon. It, is, it just says remove all markers from your opponent's circles, so the wording is different because it just deletes all of them. Yeah. So because this says two... If they have just one yeah. left, there's nothing to... Because if they wanted less than two, they would say as much as possible, like what they do when they force you to intercept. Or they say up to two, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, if they said up to two, everyone would always just choose zero. Oh, yeah. So that I would have expected the wording to be like, your opponent removes as many markers as possible up to two. two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, but like, if that's the case, that's the wording I would have expected, based if, on just their previous wording of cards. So if you can't um, remove just one on its own, this actually becomes significantly worse because if you're going first, <laughs> if you're going first, you can't craving claw breaker to remove the force gift that you gave them. You have to give it to them. Mm-hmm. That's like significantly yeah. worse. Actually. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a question people ask Bushiroad and then get, like, two different answers for. Of course. Maybe you'll just get eroded for being too confusing. Yeah. The human yeah. errata no one, no <laughs> one in the West understood. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if it means you have to remove two, and if it's less than two, you just do nothing, then... That is horrible, because it means your opponent will always be able to hold on to one marker at a time. No. I, well, no, because you're giving oh, yeah, yeah, them yeah, yeah, a force yeah, yeah. marker and then taking it away. So if they oh, rode well, w- once and then, well, I mean, it depends. It depends on like the game you're up against. Mm-hmm. Well, because for each one you remove two markers. Yeah. Yeah. If, so you, you could, if you unlock two cards in a turn, you, you blow up all, you blow up four. Yeah, yeah. but what if they have three? Well, that's true. Again, that's really awkward. Yeah, that's, I feel like it's yeah, not supposed it's to really, work. Like that, but. Yeah, same here. I'm ex, 
I think they wanted to just remove all gifts as much as possible. It's just this particular translation is weird and we have no way of knowing how it's supposed to be worded until we get an official translation. Mm -hmm. Unless there is one and I'm dumb. Or just ask the Japanese. Let's not rule out the entire possibility here. No. Uh... <laughs> I think one thing that kind of bothers me about that's also not in um, on Chaos Breaker is something to do if they don't have enough gifts to remove. Yeah, yeah, like that's another thing is if if they wanted it to work that way, they would have also just put clarification text. Yeah, like uh, there's so many, there's so much nonsense. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's it's. I think that's the worst part. Is like not also the the order a little more clarity on the ordering of like when do they get the force gift and when do you lock yeah like a, like a word then would make that a lot more clear as well instead of it just being like get a force gift lock something yeah i think it's like don't you just do in order of the text so first but the gift has decisions to be made right yeah where to put it what kind to get mm -hmm. etc oh right, right at least the first time oh, that's kind of that's kind of my problem with it is that it's like mid ability. Obviously, I I would I guess that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. but resolve. it still would a then would make it much more clear. Yeah, I think you resolve it first because like a force is an effect, right? It's a skill, mm -hmm. right? Kind right. of, not really, but yeah. getting a gift entails all of those things. Mm -hmm. There was a then, so it was clear or was. There's a lot of stuff on this card, so I think it's just because there's too much text. They didn't put reminder text. Oh, like they didn't have the room for it? I just think it's funny that they have one of each kind of effect, and they're like, okay, how does... What kind of effects does Vanguard have? And you're like, I have the perfect thing to show you. So so the, Jap <laughs> the Japanese text is already, like, getting close to covering half the card. So... Yeah. Yeah. And then in the... In like, this is coming close to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! level, in terms of, like, a card that does this much stuff. I mean, Ange? Yeah, that's another good example. But, like, this has <laughs> flavor text, you know? Um, what if the reason they didn't have a uh, Force Gift wasn't just for balancing, it wasn't just for lore, but because his effect was taking up so much room, they're like, we can't put more shit on the card. Look, it doesn't make sense. It's in the top right corner. You mean top left? Oh, my bad. Wait. Stage right, maybe. Yeah, left. But... My bad. My yeah. Bad. Yeah, top left. Um, but, uh, yeah. Now, in premium, this has captured many of people's imagination. Uh, because not only is there a lot more Starvaders, there are a lot of Chaos specifically... Uh, cards that have support. The biggest one being Zinc, which is if the it's a grade one. If the opponent has a lock card and your Vanguard's Chaos, you can put it in Soul and Soul Charge two and Counter Charge two, which is huge. Um, that uh, there's also stuff like Photon, Iron, Dubnium. Photon isn't Photon isn't Chaos specific, but okay. no, it's not. It's Starvader. Uh, okay. Iron is Chaos-specific. Um, Dubnium is Chaos-specific. Uh, Sulfur, which is Star Vader. Colony Maker, as Matt brought up before. Uh, Glob 
Globladia, which is what you were thinking of, James, the one that locks from drop zone. Um, also Star Vader. Maleptin locks from hand. Strange Dragon, which is Chaos-specific. And also things like Chaos Breaker Crisis and Chaos Breaker Close, which are other grade 3s you could be running. Um, this, combined with all of the various uh, strides and such, leads me to believe that I think Chaos might be a thing in premium again, which makes me sad. Anybody Why else? That? Why does it make you sad? Because I don't like having cards ripped from my hand to put on the circle is locked. All I'll say is I still have my Chaos stuff. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll make me have to run Fernidius again in Great Nature. An SGR deluge. Just uh, be better. Thanks. I'll, I'll be Just sure to do locked. that. Now, ironically, Pale Moon, uh, I have a better matchup because the Harry Stride lets you pull in lock cards, so you're just like, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. <laughs> um, ah, yes. the uh, We're just going to design this this way now. Question. Harry and Premium. Do you use the new Harry or just old Harrys? Um, do do? I don't know. I... Uh, the stage sounds like it can backfire hardcore. Yeah. Uh, in premium, I've just been running Silverthorns because of the early game, and then your strides kind yeah. of fi- finish the game off. Um, yeah. But uh, so, I don't know. Isn't that just Silverthorn deck, then? I, I more mean the Harry Stride, because the Harry Stride was like oh. on, on attack, counterblast one, suck in two cards, call out three things. So you just pull in locked cards and then call it a board. Um and that's splashable in anything. So So what makes this good in Chaos Premium versus say the other cards? So that uh that gift pardon me, gift stealing effects. Um I fucking lost Starbreaker or uh Star Chaos Breaker because of all of the cards I have pulled up. There it is. Chaos Breaker, uh that third effect works in end phase. So you can essentially like go into these like broken ass strides that chaos had from g era and still get your gift stealing effects um at end phase yeah i mean how how many grade three turns does g era premium last it's usually like everyone did like you get one stride turn each if that um, so you steal one gift? Yeah, about. Um, if 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 the if the text even works like that. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, mean, you still. I don't ha- really play premium. But I don't know how impactful stealing the one gift is. Right, but like you also have decks that can like ride multiple times, get multiple gifts faster. Okay, that than pre- that's in like premium. Fair, but I also think it's like the timing of it. Because, for example, if you okay, let's assume like they ride multiple times. So we're assuming they are. We going to assume they got first stride, or we got first stride? Why not both? Um, okay. One than the yeah, other. Because it's like it's kind of like you take this, but it's kind of like a timing of when you take the gifts. Because if you, whenever you steal the gifts, um, you're never going to use them first. Yeah. If you stride, which is like so essentially, if your opponent strode first. And then you lost something, and then you took their gift. They're still going to get their second stride before you can even benefit from the gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make them remove it, but I, I think like 
I'm under an impression that in premium, a lot of decks just can just kill you without gifts. Depends. Um, I'm looking at uh, this list that um, Yellow Card Vanguard put up on their Twitter for premium. Um, it has four Freeze Ray Dragon, four of the new Chaos Breaker. <laughs> yeah, it's got Freeze Ray Dragon. Uh, four what looks to be Chaos Breaker close, four Photon, four Zirconium, four, uh, three the guy that lost from drop. Uh, three of the Chaos Breaker Stride Fodder that they got, if you remember that. Um, four of the Grade 3 Searcher, three Zinc, and then... Actually... Looks like... Kind of make... Eight crit, four Let's... draw, four heal. What? I have that. I forgot. Uh, I can't believe I forgot, but that Chaos locks a bunch of shit. So probably you won't die that quickly, so you will actually get the benefit from the, the gifts, probably. Yeah, especially if, like, okay. if your backup right is Freeze Ray, that can actually, like, slow stuff down. Like, that's a defensive deck, I think. Um, yeah. And then it's, like, four, four Universe, two, whatever that other Chaos Breaker stride is, four Glue Ball. Um, yeah, so this thing is going to bring the game to an ass-grinding halt. Uh, and especially, like, where Excel decks big, like, silver bullet against Link Joker. Remember when uh, when V was first coming out, people were like, oh, Link Joker isn't so scary anymore. You can you can make Excel circles and get around it. it that's not a thing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm when, just, gonna... wait, just, just to confirm, when circles are destroyed, the rear guards are the, on them are destroyed too, right? Yes, they are retired. Yes. Um, yes. There's, there's another list where the guy has, like, the... Uh, the, that deleter promo that prevents you from turning stuff face up, counter charge included. I don't know. Just go go, go look up a yellow yellow card VG if you want to see these lists because they're certainly interesting. Um, and by the way, this isn't a thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play it. I am not excited for this at all. I am not happy that I'm gonna have to be playing against these at all. I'm probably gonna make this in standard. Just because, unless the linked over cards are around it are stupidly expensive, mm -hmm. which they might be. Yeah, that tends to be a thing with Link Joker. The only th okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be truthful. Okay, I, I've expressed my dislike for the lock mechanic before, but I kind of mm -hmm. wanted these cards to be stupid for one reason and one reason alone. Mm -hmm. To show the people I got into Vanguard during uh, Standard was started. How degenerate lock was. I just wanted to make their lives miserable. But now I only have like a dice roll chance of making their lives miserable. Yeah. They have an um, experienced lock. They need to. You know what you That's could part do? part of the reason why I'm building. Yeah. What you could do is get them to come over to premium and then oh. just do that like normally. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, uh, Link Joker's like original weakness of dying to decks that can rush them and dying to decks that are Vanguard centric is still a thing. It seems, you know, your overlords and such are probably gonna run roughshod over it. But who knows? I've I've noticed that like Chaos Breaker's artwork always looks almost exactly the same as each other. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, if you put all the Chaos Breaker Grade 3s next to each other, like, you can tell which one was which. It's the ACDC of 
grade threes. Always looks the same, but he also looks very cool. Yeah, ACDC. <laughs> Sounds the same, but the songs are undeniably awesome. So, you know how it is. Um, to the uh, people out there listening who uh, are afraid of this, maybe play against it and see how you feel. Um, yeah. I'm scared out of my wits, but that's me. Uh, Root Beer's been playing all day. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like kind of winning against Gurgurit right now. Okay. Kind of. But it seems like a vaguely even match, yeah? I mean, I think it's, um, the thing with luck, and also kind of apply it to the whole cradle thing, it's just kind of something you have to, you just can't quite play normally against. You kind of have to play around mm-hmm. it a bit. You have to learn how to play around it a bit. So what you're so saying is, is it's that... chaos control? I did it. Is that supposed to be a Sonic reference? Yes. Yes. But like, I don't understand how that fits into what we're talking about besides just making a reference for the sake of making a reference. That was the that, point. That's that is it. The only that's... point whenever someone makes a reference. Yeah. No. Congratulations. It should, it should fit in the situation. But okay. Besides the point. Um. Yeah. So definitely something you have to play around with. Play. You have to learn how to play around. So Gregu, it might be kind of like having a setback now but maybe it's just you have to op- you have to change how you play like joker has always been like that deck where it's like you have to change how you play versus it you just can't play normally yeah um, all that unfortunately because of the way zirconium works my first thought for playing around it is to just try and rush early for deck for the decks that have enough aggression to kill at grade three yeah yes um and for those that don't okay damage the i have a I have an interesting thought experiment. Okay. I was actually thinking about this. What do you think is better? Uh, Chaos Breaker Dragon? Standard, of course. This is all just talking about the standard. Uh, and Gridora. Because they do similar things. But which one do you think is better? Because um... Cradle isn't exactly locked, but Cradle is also a very big incentive not to something there <sighs> and then Ghidorah also like gets multi-attacks and can search the deck for grade 3 that they need or the grade 1 because now we have a grade 1 that counts for a grade 3 I think I would go with Ghidorah just because you have uh, a, a recourse if no board is called um, well, you're, well mm-hmm. technically a recourse if no board is called in Chaos Breakers to have Zirconian. But, yeah, but I mean, yeah. the, the thing where you can search yeah. your pieces easier and there's like a multi attack, like there's more of a game plan there. Uh, yeah, and we also I mean, have. I feel like Chaos does a better job of stopping the opponent from playing, unsure of finishing potential yet. Need more playtesting. Feels like Chaos was definitely designed for a slower meta. Because over time, you could really rack up those Force Markers, but. It's like Ghidorah also like controls. Just you can still get over it, but it, there's a pretty decently big cost to it. Matt, how about you? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, I think what Chaos ends can do is probably more powerful than what Ghidorah can do. 
but I do think it's more rare. Uh, I think with the clan selection support, I think Gridor probably has it slightly, but mm. probably not by as much as we think. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it, and I couldn't quite decide which was better. Then that's why I kind of brought it up. Yeah, which is probably not a good spot for Chaos to be in. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about this deck that's been mostly irrelevant in Standard since it came out. Uh, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, this deck's kind of on par with that, probably. It's like, oh, that's not good. I just think the multi-attack portion of Ghidorah and the sheer amount of good grade 3s that you can search around, or the pretty decent grade 3s you can search out, is like pretty strong point for Ghidorah. Yeah. And also, Ghidorah has like more cradle things to support the game plan. The lock is just so devastating if it can fully go off. Yeah. Well, guess uh, guess we'll have to see, and I I leave it to you, the listener. Um, do you think this is going to be a thing in standard? How much of a thing in premium is it going to be? Which one is better? All the questions that we just asked each other, ask yourself. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I I think that's about a good place to leave uh, for now. This is just our first impressions we'll have to see how this does uh once it's released more mm -hmm. and sure enough yep um but uh yeah thanks everybody for listening um if you want to help support the show you can uh go to patreon.com slash nexus at night five dollars a month cup of coffee a month you get uh you get a whole ass bonus show every week uh, featuring the three of us and the occasional guest um, also, weekly write-ups about uh, every single card that gets revealed. Um, where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, 2 gs 2 zs Find me at Plasma Eclipse. And do I exist or do I not exist? Mm -hmm. Generally not. Probably not yet. That's why no one can find me. He's, he's, uh, he's a phantom. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or you can find my other show at Bad Reading Pod in the same places. Uh, this week we have, uh, if anyone remembers the Backyard Sports games on uh, PC when they were kids, uh, we have a crossover. Oh, do I ever? Yep. Uh, it's a crossover <laughs> episode with the Tin Can Alley podcast, which is literally just about backyard baseball. So I didn't even know how to play. I just like chose people and watched them go. Pablo Sanchez is OP. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Was he the wheelchair kid? No, that was Kenny Kawaguchi, and he 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 was oh. a great pitcher. Yeah. Um. But yeah, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. I'm James. And have a good night, everybody. <laughs>